0: Speaking with Wayne Patterson this morning from Anteris. Wayne, good morning. Good morning, Andrew. Look, significantly, Wayne, you've announced here the successful completion of the the capital raise. Uh, You undertook a bit earlier this year, $35 million. Must have been an interesting time to raise, given the the bear market conditions. How did you find it?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, you're spot on. There is a, a pretty savage bear market out there. There has been last year. Uh, You know, I I was contemplating the capital raise for some time, um, and just keeping one eye on the markets. You know, a lot of deals certainly in the US were falling over. Uh, So capital is not easy to come by. I would say that, you know, the folks that followed on in this round, particularly uh, Perceptive, uh, L1, SIO Capital, and even some of our high net worths on the register, uh, all came in. And that's a really good sign of confidence to our future, because these are people coming back for the second and third time on the raise. Um, and so that certainly helps when it's a bad market. But certainly the company, uh, obviously moving in the right direction with, with its deliverables, was able to attract the the capital that it needs to, to get moving. But yeah, it's pretty brutal out there.
0: Your last three capital raises that have been done at 8, 15 and 24, uh, you've seen a 300% price increase within 18 months here. Uh, what are you putting that down to?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously it's something that you want to see as a CEO for your shareholders, for the stock price, and obviously for the raise, you want to be doing it off a uh, bigger and bigger uh, market cap and therefore share price. So look, I think, one, I think we're chronically undervalued, the the net present value model, which is a very robust mathematical model that I used to use in Big Pharma for for product launches there. Uh, So it's robust, uh, indicates that we are a fair way from market value, from market cap to actual valuation of the company. Uh, that being said, I think you're starting to see uh, a bit of a re-rate happening. And, you know, when we were trading at $8, it was only about 18 months ago, but there's been so many deliverables that have proved the science. And remember, we're in a space that uh, arguably, I would say the total addressable market is bigger uh, than what they uh, what they have uh, listed in all the analyst reports. And I do discuss this with analysts in New York. Uh, but even if you take the current view on what the market would be in 2028, that's $10 billion US dollars. Uh, We have a ways to go, given that we've got the market-leading product, but you know, 300% differentiation between a cap raise 18 months ago and today is obviously uh, gratifying and and good for the company, good for the shareholders.
0: Mm. Just a a quick final word, Wayne, on the raise itself. You've issued some options here at $29. Uh, What's the face value of those in the future, do you reckon?
1: Yeah, so I'm not usually a huge fan of options and warrants, except when you're in basically a situation like our company where you know the share price is going to keep moving. Um, and you know that it, in, in a bear market, it's always good to have kind of that backstop of capital uh, one way or another. So the, the face value of those options are, are, you know, around about 50 to 55 million uh, Australian dollars. So it's quite a lot. They are obviously sitting with some of our largest shareholders now who came in on this race. So there's obviously a very good chance those options will be exercised. And so it does just give me a little bit more capital surety down the track. Uh, and in this kind of market, that's really important. And that's one of the reasons I structured the deal this way.
0: Hmm. Well, so in terms of uh, day-to-day business, Wayne, you've been presenting here on some early data on the Valve and Valve. Tell us a bit more about what the significance of this is.
1: Yeah, this is a relatively recent thing, but I think, you know, we are constantly looking at the science internally, looking to develop that science in in a way that is uh, both medically and commercially meaningful. We're not just, you know, chasing, uh, you know, pet projects around the place. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's always good to discover things that have a commercial and a medical value uh, and certainly can surprise to the upside. And we, we definitely try to keep surprising to the upside and that's why we drive the science. But we are working with the tier one of the tier one of physicians in this space globally. Now, valve valve it's a really important indication. Um, as it turns out, about 30% of patients are having their first replacement valve fail within a num- number of years, it could be three to eight years, somewhere in that range. Now, um, it's becoming more prevalent because the FDA approved the use of these TAVA products in younger patients from about 2019 prior to that the products were used in much older patients. Typically, those patients were dying before you really saw these these issues. But we've got a bolus of patients from 2019 to now, where they they were started to be younger in, when they were being treated in 2019. Uh, and so, at four years, we're starting to see a, a lot of this. Physicians, some say twenty to thirty, some say forty to fifty percent of patients will need a valve replacement. So essentially, what that is is you're then putting another valve inside of the first replacement valve, which is inside of your native valve, which of course has stenosis. Now, this is a palliative situation. It's not a good situation to be in. Uh, you've got, you know, you've got a lot of um, stuff inside of that valve, so you're forcing the valve into a very restricted area. Um, you're going to get a fairly limited outcome because the valve cannot open particularly well, and so you're keeping that patient alive. And yet, it's a major problem. It's also, of course, fatal if not treated. So uh, we did some experiments with our valve. It was basically one of the one of the top physicians in the world it was looking at our valve, understood that it was a very different design and shape to what he was used to, and said, "You know, we should be looking at this in valve and valve because there's a huge unmet medical need out there." Uh, so we did some bench experiments with the folks who know how to do this stuff. Um, and lo and behold, the results were um, not only great; they were actually stunning. Now that's on the bench, uh, and we put it inside one of the market-leading products to emulate um, that valve and valve setting in a particular instrument that the FDA requires you to do a lot of tests on. So it's it's very much a validated process. We will be moving that to humans. Um, uh, in the near term, uh, to see what this looks like in patients. Like everything we do when we go from bench to humans, we always see great results, and they continue to translate the way we see them on the bench. So I'm very confident that this is a, um, you know, a very viable uh, product in that particular setting. There's no, there's no great solutions out there for physicians right now. Uh, one of the highest level physicians out there who has talked about this publicly, she said that this would be 100% used for every single patient needed valve and valve if you take that number at 20 or 30 percent that's i don't know two or three billion revenue more importantly that's 20 to 30 percent of patients who will actually have a better outcome than what's available for them today
0: well that's interesting i want to return for a moment wayne to to something you said a bit earlier you reckon the total addressable market here has been underestimated Uh, what are your what are your figures what are your calculations telling you
1: yeah, so, I mean, yeah, coming from from pharma where you know, we've launched a lot, have launched a lot of big drugs in oncology, the way you, you determine a market is incidence prevalence. You look at the disease state, obviously, and you work out a penetration for what's reasonable in that space. Uh, you know, the current number out there for Tavar is 10 billion. Um, I, I was quite surprised a lot of the analysts don't actually have Tavar uh, models when I went out there and spoke to folks in New York. Uh, but certainly when we do the incidence prevalence data, uh, and we take a pharma type penetration of maybe 50% in that space, which, you know, frankly, with a product that gives a curative result, I think that's reasonable. Uh, certainly what we shoot for in pharma. Uh, then you're looking at a, a TAM, a total addressable market of more like $30 billion. Um, U.S. dollars, so it's a big difference. Now you know the market says ten, and that's really looking at the current players who I think have not done a great job penetrating the market. After a decade, they don't have significant market penetration. I think there's a lot more to be to be had out there, and and companies, you know, their job is to influence penetration and make sure physicians and patients know how to use these products. So even if the truth is somewhere in between, between ten and thirty. I personally believe, as do you know, a lot of my management, who also come from global healthcare, believe that this market uh, is potentially a lot bigger than perhaps what the TAM and what the current indicators tell us.
0: So, Wayne, what's the what's the rest of twenty twenty three got in store for Antares? What are the plans?
1: You know, each year, I in particular the last two or three years, I look at uh, you know the deliverables that we have, and the, and of course they're they're important and impressive, uh, and it's it's starting to be a lot of fun to be working on these projects with the teams that I have. Uh, and so, you know, 2023 is, of course, no less important. In fact, I personally think some of our biggest catalysts in our history are, are coming this year with the FDA EFS study. Uh, I just mentioned the valve and valve patients. We will be doing some of those patients um, at some point. Uh, that's that's in the works right now, so I can't talk about when and where because I don't know. Um, we will then be rolling through the um, EFS. We'll be doing another cohort of patients also um outside of the fda study because my objective to finish this year is to come in with about 30 to 40 patients in total uh, and that really proves the point of this product and it's an important number for new york for the analysts for the street for the other companies that we talk to so there is literally a lot and by the end of this year you know we finish with 40 patients we're all doing well i think that's going to be a fantastic outcome for the patients uh, and for the company and for our shareholders
0: good to see you wayne thanks very much thank you andrew good to see you as well